0: Greetings, everybody. This is Morning Eggnog. My name is James Fond, and with me is always Caleb Font. Good morning, everybody. So Caleb, it is uh, six in the morning. As it, it, is, always is. it
1: is six in the morning.
0: And uh so what did we do for a well, I did it for pretty much twelve hours yesterday. What did you do yesterday?
1: I cleaned the house. And then? And then I ate lunch. And then <sighs> I played video games. Which video games? I played Rainbow Six and Minecraft. And how old are you? I refuse to explain I'm thirty. <laughs> I'm thirty, everybody.
0: Well the worst part is I uh, I played Minecraft, I think basically nonstop. This is this is hard for me to admit. I think for twelve hours yesterday. Twelve hours. <laughs> I got up before my wife at nine o'clock and I sat on the laptop watching T V and uh Played Minecraft, and then she got up and sat next to me, and we continued watching. Yesterday was Sunday, so we just sat around all day, and that was that was the goal of the day, was to do nothing, was to which relax. Is fine. Yeah, but I played Minecraft for I'm pretty sure around twelve hours. <laughs> well, I guess you're dedicated then. Yep, and I'm not allowed to touch any devices this evening huh. when so, she gets home. Is that a rule? Yep. Is that your rule or her rule? Her rule. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing. No. I, I mean, made it I made an epic town with Caleb. He made a
1: pyramid, an an epic pyramid. It was pretty epic. It has its own ecosystem inside.
0: So anyways, clouds now, and so fluffy now, bunnies. So now that uh now that we got that out of the way, I will start us off with the six most bizarre items mailed through the postal system.
1: Ooh, this should be entertaining.
0: Today, a familiar phrase from Herodias, "Work is engraved." Herodius's work is engraved outside of James' Farley Post Office building in New York City. Neither snore, snore, neither snore. Neither snore nor Actually, snore, snore probably does get in the way of some people's mail. I could believe that. I would I would snore. Neither snow nor rain, that's why I said it. Nor heat nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds.
1: It sounds like the 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 motto for the Rescue Aid Society. What? The rescue aid society. I don't know what that is. Oh, come on. The rescuers, the rescuers down under. Oh,
0: the rescuers like the mice? Yeah, the mice. Oh, I've just heard it call rescue it call, I just society, heard it called the rescuers. Heads held high, touch the sky. You mean everything to me. I don't I haven't seen it in a very long time. Yeah, it's a great. They're both good. They're both good. Since the beginning of the U.S. Postal Service in 1775, mischievous—I mischievous, know how to read today—mischievous <laughs> citizens have constantly people. <laughs> have constantly pushed the envelope uh. <laughs> when it came to challenging their local mailmen. Here are a few strange things that have been sent through the mail. Please tell me, one's a cat, one's a chameleon. Oh, close enough, works. In 1914, five-year-old May Pearsoff was sent from Garageville, Idaho, to visit her grandmother in Lewiston, Idaho. When it came to buy tickets, Pearsoff's parents discovered that sending their daughter through the postal service was cheaper than buying bus fare. Pearsoff, who weighed less than 50 pounds, (laughs) was sent through the mail at chicken rate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Before Pierce boarded the train, her parents clipped 53 cents to her coat and sent her on her way. That is amazing. Upon her arrival in Lewiston, the postmaster personally delivered the young girl to the grandmother's house. 60 years later, the practice of shipping humans through partial service became illegal. If you think about it, that is actually really smart.
1: I thought like they stuffed her in a crate or something.
0: That would have been really pretty funny. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it was, so they just clipped her as chicken rate. Right, yeah. And then. Here's put her, a chicken. <laughs> Here's a chicken. Wait,
0: what? Do the chicken dance, honey. You'll blunder right in. In August. Yeah. In the August 17th. In the August 7th. 1895 issue of the New York Times, Miss Daisy James from the New York Post Office noted that dead birds and other small animals were sent to taxidermists throughout the country. Makes sense. She also handed various strains of smallpox, diphtheria, and scarlet fever. Hmm. That were shipped by physicians to National Health Board. Oh, goody. <laughs> I'm glad nothing ever happened to that. Well, if you think about it, like trains go by all the time and they probably have some pretty toxic things or, you know, if they fell over, they'd blow up a city. But usually they have safety precautions and things. I don't know. Yeah. Buildings, the largest thing. (laughs) The largest thing sent through the mail in 1916, a young businessman by the name of William H. Coldharp decided to construct a new bank on the corner of the street that doesn't matter in Utah, of course. Carhart couldn't send in a complete building through the mail, of course, wall by wall. But Carharp wanted the best bricks in the area and decided to have those bricks sent in from Salt Lake. All righty then, all eighty thousand of them. Yeah, to build a building. Yeah, he reasoned that the parcel post was the most inexpensive way to ship bricks from construction for construction ship bricks. Ship bricks. Ship bricks. (laughs) You see, if you see the thing in the background, you'll ship bricks. The bricks in separate crates weighing less than 50 pounds weight limit, somehow over around 40 crates were shipped each time. Alrighty then. Pets. This one's pretty funny. Some patrons have restored to to sending their beloved pets through the postal system. In December 1954, a man named David from Fostoria, Ohio, decided no. to send his pet chameleon through the mail. This is the letter he wrote.
1: Oh, there's a letter.
0: There's a letter. Ooh, this should be good. It says, Dear sir, I am sending my chameleon because I live in Fostoria, Ohio, and it is cold too cold for him here. Will you please let him loose? P.S. Could you let me know when he arrives there, okay? Then very much thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Then, I'm reading it the way it's written, which was confusing. Then you very much, I am so worried about him. Dear David, I received your chameleon yesterday, and he was immediately released at the post office grounds. <laughs> Best wishes, Merry Christmas. Very, very fun. By far the most expensive item to be shipped through the mail was allegedly cursed hope diamonds. In November 1958, Harry Whitston donated the diamond to the Sim- Smithsonian Institution of National Jewel Collection valued over 1 million dollars at the time. When was this? 1958. So much more than that. Oh yeah, that that the appreciation for that would be. The diamond was shipped to the museum for only $145, which mostly the package was insurance. Yeah, insurance and armed guards. That is from mentalfloss.com.
1: Yeah, I love Mental Floss. All right, so my ne- my next story is about a, a cruise ship, uh, and this one's from Fox News. So, a passenger aboard uh, the P and O Britannia cruise ship used furniture and weapons. is used furniture and weapons after a brawl broke out on the last day of a week long trip to Norway. According to the report, a passenger dressed in a clown attire sparked a massive brawl in the buffet
0: area, which left six people <laughs> a injured. A massive brawl. A massive brawl. <laughs> this left six people injured. So think about this. You're just sitting in the dining area, hanging out. Well, the you on to, cruise.
1: It's a black tie affair, okay? Oh,
0: so you're sitting there with your lovely wife. You're in a tie. She's in her nice evening dress. You're, you're sipping on several cocktails. <laughs> and this clown busts in. <laughs> and, the clown, and a clown comes in. <laughs> What's your first thought? Leave your comment down below.
1: Yeah. So, what he is and dressed a att- he's in dressed attire. Oh, he is. He is. Well, as a clown. I would. I don't think he was in bow tie. And well, he might have been, but it might have been a, a clown bow tie. I'm not real sure. They there's not a lot of imagery. Oh, I mean, I-, I I guess if you look it up, you probably will find something. But anyway, the cruise ship was sailing uh, normal to Norway. Onlookers fled in fear during the violent affair. <laughs> Which occurred early Friday this just, morning.
0: This just instills more more uh, <laughs> fear of clowns. <laughs>
1: I know, right? Which occurred Friday morning during a black tie evening of heavy drinking and patriotic partying on deck. So maybe he said something he shouldn't have. Maybe. Patriotic partying. So anyways. Yeah. So the bra co- was caused after one passenger took offense to another person dressed as a clown. <laughs> Oh,
0: my goodness. Oh, my goodness.
1: Uh, One witness, part uh, part of the group uh, involved in the trouble, explained to the staff that the things kicked off when another passenger appeared dressed as a clown. This upset one of the party because they specifically booked a cruise with no fancy dress.
0: (laughs) Me and Matilda booked this cruise so we wouldn't have to dress
1: up. And it led to a violent confrontation. Confrontation,
0: <laughs> violent confrontation with a clown
1: the buffet area of the ship was sealed following the fight and medical teams were
0: seen helping of those injured <laughs> it sounds kind of like a nightmare i had once <laughs> you're on you're on a cruise ship you can't leave because you're on a cruise ship and there's an evil clown it's, it wasn't the clown's fault somebody took offense
1: at the clown
0: oh but what was the weapons part
1: I guess they probably use furniture as weapons. And, the, you know, it was a diner, so maybe forks, knives? I guess. Spoons? I will spoon you. Ooh, scoop out your eyes. But anyways, it says, this gentleman was alerted to disturbance after 2 a.m. Announcement had... had of requ- course it's at 2 a.m. Yeah, requested security at the ship's 16th floor restaurant. He tweeted on Saturday that there was blood everywhere. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Witnesses told me that they were so frightened they had to hide as family
0: groups fought, he said.
1: Family groups. We're laughing
0: about this now, but. I imagine it was rather disturbing. It was an exciting evening.
1: Puts a new term on ballroom blitz. (laughs) Something about a clown walking in. That's just
0: terrible. That's just scary, dude. You're just Um, hanging out. Just hanging out. Suddenly, this guy gets mad, stabs. Sipping a, cl- a margarita, stabs a clown in probably the face. Probably
1: wouldn't be a margarita; be more like a martini if it's a white, you know, white shirt, yeah, black probably. tie event. So, James be a more, Bond is there. Martini, maybe a so mojito. Why,
0: why? do you think it got so out of hand? They're
1: drunk, and they're yeah, British. That makes sense. Or maybe Scottish. Probably more Scottish. i I'm, I imagine a Scot probably started that fight.
0: Because I'm just. It's just like a clown walks in. and You're like, "What the heck?" And then you start. Beating. I don't know why. Why is it so spread out? Why did the whole. I guess drunk. Everybody's drunk and they're
1: patriotic. So maybe they're just. Maybe he said. Maybe he's like, screw the Brits or something rude. Who knows. Whatever you say over there to make the Brits mad, something. And then it just kicked off into a, a, gi- a giant fight. A giant fight where
0: families fought together. Family <laughs> fought in family groups. <laughs> Alright. So we'll go from that, bloodbath, to ten ridiculously overdue library books. Oh gosh. That were finally returned. Oh, okay, okay. Now this this is interesting. All right. The real book about snakes by Jane Sherman. Ooh. Overdue forty one years.
1: <laughs> forty one years.
0: At two cents a day. So it was Two hundred and ninety nine dollars oh okay sorry I've kept this book so long, but i i've been i that yeah. sorry I've kept this book so long, but I am really slow reader. I've enclosed my fine of two hundred and ninety nine dollars <laughs> and 41 days two cents a day once again, my apologies. The fire of Francis Xavier by arthur McGrady. grady Grady. 55 years. 55 years? 55 years. Good In 2013, night. it was one of the... It was discreetly mailed into... the. Per- <laughs> discreetly mailed? It was discreetly mailed. Be on guard. Be- By the post office. There That's we sorry. go. Another postal. There we go. <laughs> the Adventures of Pinocchio. I didn't,
1: oh my. I didn't know there was a book called The Adventures of Pinocchio. Pocono- Pocono. <laughs> Pocono.
0: Hey, it's like you talk like how I read. Sixty-three years. The item found its way home during an eight day fines fines amnesty period, which shielded the guilty patron from a four thousand I believe Euro? Oh I'm sorry. No, that's a pound. That's a pound. Four thousand pound penalty which is about $6,500. Yeah. It's amazing to think how much the library has changed since that book was taken out in
1: 1950. <laughs> yes. I'm just surprised they still had it on record, you know? Well, I mean... You think after, yeah, after oh, it's been 50 years, scratch that one off?
0: Uh, somebody lost it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would figure. They used the book for cigarettes. <laughs> Master of Men by Phillips o- Omen. At the Leicester County Library in England. It was overdue for 79 years. Good night. Interest in insect. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Law of the Nations by Emmerich de Valitin. Val- whatever. Close enough. Oh, my. <laughs> the New York Society Library in New York City was overdue for 221 years. (laughs) Five months into its first presidential term, into his... Five months into his first presidential term, George Washington borrowed this legal manifesto from the historic New York Society Library. For the next 221 years, it remained stowed away at his (laughs) Virginia home. (laughs) we're not actively pursuing overdue fines, (laughs) joked a librarian, but we would be very happy to see the book returned. His wish was granted when Mount Vernon staff finally sent the book back in 2010. Luckily, they dodged the whopping $300,000 in late fees. (laughs) That's amazing. And then the last one, the ancient history of Egyptians... Austrians, Babylonians, uh, Persians, and a bunch of other things. Volume 2 by Chris Rowland. The Grace Daughtry Library in Danville, Kentucky, for over 150 years. That's how long it's been out.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think the George Washington's my favorite, though. It's, It's pretty good. George Washington did not return a book.
0: But he didn't tell a lie, supposedly. No. That, no...
1: Yeah, chopped that was. Him. He chopped
0: down the supposedly chopped down a cherry tree. Or an apple tree. I, no a cherry tree. Chopped down a tree. This is a story we've been told. Actually he was a lizard. He used a lizard? He was a lizard. All the presidents were lizards. All the presidents Except for Donald Trump. He's the only not lizard.
1: I think Donald Trump would be like a cat Everybody's in the
0: Illuminati. Yeah, he's like a cat. Have you seen the video where he's pushing everything away from him? No. It's really funny. I'll show, I'll, I'll show it to you later.
1: <laughs> He's pushing everything. Up, like In
0: 2013, it. this tome was discovered at a neighbor a neighboring school from the, for the deaf, where it had presumably been stored since 1854. As evidenced by a note written inside dating that year, the library owns no records from this period. So exactly how long it was gone is anybody's guess. Wow. But it's been out of the library. Or at least one hundred and fifty years. That's incredible. And it actually
1: returned home. Yep, eventually. It actually made it back to the library, which is impressive.
0: So, so how much are those books worth now? That's the thing. That is, that is an interesting thing. Something I I've been listening to Inkheart. Inkart. Inkart. It's a pretty good book. Okay, I would recommend it. But something that they mention it's mo- it's a lot about books. It revolves around books, and one of the things that's really interesting that, that one of the characters brought up was think of how many books just don't exist anymore. Yeah. Like you can never find a copy. You can't find it on the internet because it was burned or all of the copies were burned or lost. It's just crazy to think about.
1: Yeah, and think about art pieces. Oh, yeah. And that's a crazy thought too is over the years, all the art pieces that have been lost.
0: And that's why the really old ones are so sought after because so expensive. that many from that time exist. Yeah.
1: Because they, you know, a lot of them, some get stolen, some get lost. Yeah.
0: I mean, World War II is a good example of that. When they yeah. would just burn all of, they tried to get rid of the Jews, and so they burned all the Jewish history and all the stuff, it's lost.
1: Yeah, and there, there's places that, you know, it got tucked away or burned or, um, yeah, stolen. It's just incredible the things that have been lost over over time. It'll be interesting to see someday if there's a way to go back in time Oh, that's what happened to that. Oh no, we do repeat history every fifty years. Uh, It's probably not Trump. All right, so three D printing. Three D printing.
0: Have you ever done much research into three D printing? I have not, but uh, there's a joke about it on Family Guy where he three D prints a wolf. Does it move? Yeah. Okay. It's like a it's a cartoon show, so they can do what they want. That's true, and it's it's Family Guy. They they just
1: they just whatever. But anyways, so I do um. I just got done with speech class, and uh, and one of the our topics was 3D printing. So I actually had to do a little research on it, so that way I can actually tell people about it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about 3D printing. So uh, did you know that the first 3D printer was actually made
0: in 1985, 86? I did not know that, but it wouldn't surprise me, yeah. because we've had technology for a long time.
1: So we've had actual 3D printing for almost 30 Thirty, forty years now. Oh wow! It's just now getting the consumer. Yeah, it's now just becoming consumer because what happened was uh, around the early two thousands uh, or up to the early two thousands, it was mainly controlled by um, private corporations. And then what happened is somebody's like, you know what? Let's let's open this up to other people to for individuals and small companies to get a hold of. And that's when it really started exploding. And and what did the Americans do first? Made a gun. Yeah. We had a, com- a very interesting conversation about that. And we'll, we'll come back to the gun thing. Oh, boy. Um, but anyways, so, so when that was done, uh, individuals started marketing individual, uh, completely created 3D printers for individuals. And that's when it really started taking off. And so now, at this point in stage, they are making 3D printed lungs. 3D printed lungs. Which it's, are still in the... the Think sp- about that. It's meat printing. Basically, yeah, it's well, not quite meat printing. It's 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 a a plastic product that will your body will accept is the best way to say it. Um, but yeah, they're they're it's not it's still in the beginning stages, but they're getting to the point where not only does it you know swell and contract with your breathing, but it actually has the it regenerates that blood around it, so that way that it actually crazy. so they will at some point in the next ten to twenty years be able to replace a lung. We, I mean, we are
0: we. It's amazing to me that we can put animal parts inside us. Yeah, that's kind of creepy, though. <laughs> like, I know somebody who has a pig, a piece of pig heart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's doable. And they're actually doing uh, hearts. They're working on hearts. Um, bones. So if you lose a bone, they should be able to reprint a bone and put it back in, which is a crazy thought. Um, and so instead of, or knees, so instead of getting a like a metal replacement. Yep. A knee replacement, instead of doing metal, they're working on one that your body will accept better. And will be Cause, more natural because you have to get a new knee replacement like every twenty years, something like that. So they're do they're working on that, which is just insane. And that's just the medical side of it. And then of course there's the uh, the metal side. They have actually come out with a way to three D print titanium.
0: What in the world?
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's um, Southern California. It's like UCLA or see, um, or University of California, whatever. But uh, have a machine that'll print titanium. And so everybody knows Savage, right? Knows Adam Savage. Adam Savage. Savage. Yeah, Adam Adam Savage. Savage. So he has a new show. And he was like, hey. So they called him up and says, hey, if you ever need us to make anything out of titanium, just give us a call. And he's like, hey, can you make me a full Iron Man suit out of titanium? (laughs) And they're like, sure, we'll make you
0: one. He's like, hey, I have a ton of money. I want to use it. I'm making an Iron Man suit. Exactly.
1: So they made an Iron Man, uh, one of the silver Iron Man outfits. That is so cool. And then the guy who has the jetpack, he came in, put the suit on, and flew around with his jetpack. Oh my goodness! It looked so cool. That's
0: sick. So we're that's getting inc- close to it. Yeah. Yeah. Although it does, ex- I would I would bet there's an Iron Man suit, like a full one with the actual glowing palms that actually work. I would say we're testing it.
1: I, probably somewhere there's something Again, like we've had
0: 3D printing since that long. We definitely have an Iron Man suit and lightsabers. Mm, Ask Ronald Reagan. Lightsabers, I mean, they have a style of
1: lightsaber where they have it. It's basically titanium wrapped in something else, and they can heat up to over 3,000 degrees, and, yeah. and they can cut. I mean, they can cut metal and boxes. There's not
0: real Jedi's that went out and found special crystals to make their own lightsaber.
1: As cool as that would be, no, unfortunately, no. Ah, lame. But yeah, anyway, so 3D printing is is becoming more and more epic. Um, it's actually pretty easy to get your own. I mean, it's like four to six hundred bucks, and you can buy yourself a little one that'll print decent size
0: items. And like, uh, I've seen people print gears for little things. Yep. And I think Sam actually our friend Sam over at this podcast is lava uh printed a maybe I don't know who was. I think it was him. Maybe not. I maybe I'm crediting the wrong person. But someone credit maybe someone created a pencil holder that could char, that had a phone charger holder. Oh, nice. I know how to speak words. Yeah.
1: I do know that Northwest State actually was one of the the ones that created the hand uh, they 3D printed a, a a prosthetic hand for a kid, weird for a child, so that way he could actually grab stuff. Like all you had to do is like something, and it would twist and grab stuff. It was pretty cool. So yeah, 3D printing is is really actually going to change how things are made and sold here. Not too long, not no. too distant future. You could, 3, you could 3D print yourself a computer case that would look epic. You can 3D print
0: a lot of stuff. Oh, houses. I didn't know example. Yeah, houses. That'll houses.
1: be interesting. 3D print houses. That's actually happening now. They have a system where they set That's up it's cheaper than yeah. doing other stuff. Yeah, you can build yourself like a five hundred square foot house for under fifteen fifteen thousand dollars. What in the world? That's crazy. Yeah, the machine probably costs a lot more than that. Well, but yeah. but uh yeah, they they've well, you rent the machine. Yeah. There's a company out of you know Norway or somewhere like that that's doing it, and then there's a company down in uh Texas, I believe that's doing it and they're actually doing it for people that don't have homes so like homeless or those overseas you know in third world countries they can make it for cheaper um so yeah, a lot of really, really cool stuff coming from
0: three d printing world and so what what are you doing with three d printing have you three d printed something no you haven't I just wanted to talk about it. Okay I didn't know
1: if they... no i I'm not in that particular section uh i I mean I could have joined the club that you can join and do you know be a part of the three d printing
0: the three d printing club, yeah, I, I looked it I up part of the Glee club, the chess club uh the three d printing club, but that one would actually be cool well, you' yeah, like,
1: you know what I want some mandalorian mandalorian armor gotta go ahead, go online, find the blueprint, print it up, and you make yourself a mandalorian helmet ooh. I mean just stuff like that. You can just print whatever the heck you want pretty much. You think it you can build it
0: And I think encode it. I might be I might be crossing science fiction here, but I think they're working on a way to 3D print food.
1: Oh, I don't doubt that they are. They're
0: breaking down the molecular the molecular <laughs> makeup of food and then making it so it comes out of a
1: I mean, you could pretty much already 3D print food. Um, it just You have to have the material. You have to, to have food print. to... Th- the proper print. material to make it happen. You could easily print 3D food. It okay. just has to have the proper material to be able to come out of the system.
0: Weird. Yeah,
1: and plus you can have them come out hot. Come out hot? You can make hot... Well, because the system is already most of the time melting. Make a cheeseburger. So, for instance, the way... A 3D printer works, how it operates is it has long sticks of plastic, and it goes through basically a melting process, and mm-hmm. then it just lays it layer by layer. Like hot glue. Basically hot glue except plastic.
0: 3D printing. Basically hot glue, but plastic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the wall. it's there.
0: So, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this podcast. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram for updates on what's going on and when the pasta, podca- the pasta cast is going to be uploaded. Pasta cast. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and now you can watch our beautiful faces on YouTube. I would say rugged would be rugged. better. I wouldn't say beautiful. I'd
1: say rugged, our rugged faces. Our rugged faces. <laughs> We're not saying they're like ruggedly handsome. They're just rugged. They're just rugged.
0: <laughs> Our wives like him, supposedly. So if you have any questions, topics, or if you want to be on the podcast. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> so they say. If you want to be on the podcast, you can message us on Facebook, Instagram, and email us at at gmail.com. See ya. Later.